Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Y'all like singing songs in your car when nobody's around? Who has, like, songs, like, stuck in their head? Seriously, let's, let's take a poll. Who has, who has just weird, random songs that are, like, eternally stuck in their head? Spencer, what song is stuck in your head, like, forever? Can we get this door over here shut? Thank you. What is it? All of them on TikTok? So, I, I'm not lying. All right, here's, here's one of the songs that are, that are constantly stuck in my head. All right, y'all are going to laugh at this. Tell me if you know the movie that this is from. Um, and I'm not really in the singing mode right now, but I think it'll make sense. Uh, have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Or ask the pretty bobcat why he grins? Can you sing with all the voices of the mountains can you paint with all the colors of the wind Beth you're smiling do you know what it is Pocahontas yes I hated the movie but that song is stuck in my head what'd you say it's because I have a wolf yes no but I've had that song stuck in my head for years Anybody else have a similar song? Who has Disney songs stuck in their head? Nobody? Spencer said some words. What did you say, Spencer? Um... Anybody ever seen that movie, Pocahontas? Yeah. All right. So Pocahontas, the movie, um, takes place in in this town uh, in early America called Jamestown. Jamestown, Virginia, which is really the first settlement in America. All right, history lesson. Okay. Jamestown is Jamestown, Virginia, the very first settled the very first settlement in in America. Now, 
Um, here's what you may not know about Jamestown, because if, if you get your history about Jamestown and Pocahontas from, from the first, from, from the movie, from the Disney movie, then your history is all wrong. Um, so Pocahontas, for example, Pocahontas was, in reality, Pocahontas was probably like 19 years old when uh, she met the Jamestown settlers and John Smith and all that. Not this tall, athletic person. Um, and, uh, you know, John Smith was John Smith, true person, yes. Um, and so if, uh, for example, if, if George Washington was the father of the nation, say George Washington was the, Ab- was the Abraham, uh, the father Abraham, so to speak, biblically uh, of America, then John Smith was the, was the Adam of America um, from, from the Jamestown story. He was the, he was the first man of America. Uh, and, and Pocahontas was, was the, this 10-year-old girl who uh, was this spunky uh, girl who um, all of the village Jamestownians um, just enjoyed being around and you know, taught Algonquin to the the language to the Jamestownians, especially to John Smith, and uh, became friends with and things like that. Uh, You know, John Smith was the leader of the village uh, of the Jamestownians, um, but what what they tried to accomplish there in Jamestown was when they, when the, the, these Anglo uh, uh, men, uh, you know, village people that village people, um, uh, English that came over from England uh, on these ships, uh, you know, in the around around the early 1600s, 1609, uh, came to uh, uh, what would be America, came to the, the to the New World. Uh, to to start uh, a, a new life, they didn't really come. Um, what what we've been taught in history lessons, they didn't really come. Uh, you know, fleeing religious persecution um, or anything like that. Uh, they came to basically find fame and fortune, um, and they they came to get rich. Um, and they came for basically one important reason. Jamestown was named after King James, and it came to start. It, it, it was named after King James. The, 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 the James that was we named the King James Bible after, by the way. Jamestown was named after the King James Bible, James. And it was, it was started... For one reason, and that was to 
start this utopian society in the new world that was supposed to be this perfect world without the problems of the old world that you could start fresh, brand new. The, there was these there was this book that was written by Thomas More um, a, a few years earlier. Um, and Thomas More described the new world as he actually coined the phrase utopia. And he described this, this, this world that was perfect. He described this world that, that had no problems. He, he described the possibilities of a, of a place that, um, that all that you could imagine and all that you dreamed could be accomplished with with no side effects, with no negativity, with everything you could possibly want and imagine. Um, all the gold that you wanted was there for the taking. Uh, all the crops were there without any drought. Um, all, everything that you wanted was yours. You, it, this was utopia. He, it, it was... It was perfect. Um, the problem was, and, and what most people didn't realize at the time, uh, the problem was is that Thomas More made this up. It, it wasn't real. Uh, uh, but the sailors that sailed to Virginia and started the town Jamestown under the, under the king's name, it was all made up. Uh, and, and so Jamestown was built upon the idea that utopia of a utopia that that wasn't possible and so Jamestown was ultimately an utter failure an utter failure um, it, it eventually fell into s such disaster it eventually fell into such disaster that um, that the men were starving that the that the tribe of uh, that the of the Native Americans that Pocahontas belonged to uh, were were being abused by the uh, by the English and they fought back and they basically said if anybody leaves the uh, the village of Jamestown uh, you'll be killed on the spot um, and uh, and they they were so. The Jamestownians were trapped inside of the compound of their village, and they they began to starve to death. So much so that they eventually uh, fell into cannibalism. And after the end of a few months, in the early 1610, uh, they uh, what was of about 500 people. Uh, eventually dwindled down to 60 people and the remaining 60 got back on a ship 
and sailed back to started sailing back to England. There's like we can't take it anymore and they started sailing back to England. Well, unbeknownst to them, the there was another crew of about 300 uh, that were sailing from England and uh, to Virginia and they they caught the 60 and they said nope we're going back so they went back to Jamestown and uh, they uh, they went back to Jamestown and they uh, they 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 instead of just trying to build this utopian place they took it by force and they just wiped out the Native American tribes uh, and they just destroyed the land they destroyed the people and they basically set a precedent for uh, it was the very first English Indian War uh, and they just wiped out the Indians and it was just a bloodbath um, and Utopia was a distant memory at this point now they say well, what's the point in telling that story well this was this this idea and this search for utopia is is a concept in a search that mankind has been searching for and longing for forever we've we've been we've been searching for utopia for as long as we've been searching for anything we want the perfect life even since jamestown america has been has been longing for the perfect world we've been longing for the perfect life today we still search for utopia what do we call it we call it the American dream, right? We search for utopia today. We may not call it utopia. We call it the American dream. We want our perfect life with our perfect family and our perfect house with perfect amount of dogs and kids and, and, and every perfect job, all of it. Genesis chapter 3 gives us an image and it exposes to us something that I think we, when we read Genesis chapter 3, we can read it in a way that we may read into Genesis chapter 3 utopia 
if we're predisposed to want to see utopia in something. Uh, maybe not just Genesis chapter 3, maybe Genesis chapter 2 as well to set the background. Uh, let, let me, let's, let's start here. Let's, let's go to Genesis chapter 2 and get, get a background here, okay? Um, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations of heaven and the earth when they were created. And the, in the day that the Lord God made heaven or the earth and the heavens, when no bush of the field was yet in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land and there was no man to work the ground and a mist, mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground and then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature and the Lord God planted a garden in the east and uh, in Eden in the east and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground the garden the Lord God um, made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight uh, and good for food the tree of life was in the midst, midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden uh, to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of the Havilah, uh, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of the Cush. And the land of the third river is the Tigris, which uh, flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the, mount, of the heavens and brought them to the man to see 
what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was his name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh and the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man. He made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh and shall be called <clears throat> woman uh, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So. <clears throat> In chapter two, uh, we see uh, the this this garden. We see the the beauty of this garden. We see uh, the 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 four rivers that flow out of the midst of this garden. We see the 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 tree. We see we see all of this, uh, and what what we don't see now. Then this is important. Now listen. With, with all of the beauty that we see in, in the Garden of Eden, um, what we don't see is that God say, this is perfect. Okay? We have a tendency to look at the Garden of Eden and say, this is perfect. But that's not what God says. God doesn't say this is utopia. In fact, what God says is this is good. God created the heavens and the earth and he says, let there be light. And God saw the light and this is good. God saw the waters and he said, this is good. God saw the earth and he said, this is good. He saw the, the animals and he said, this is good. And God saw that he made the garden and he said, this is good. You with me so far? But he never says this is perfect. Okay. This, this is important. Because what God does is God puts man and woman into the garden and he says, be fruitful and multiply and, and go into the garden and subdue the garden and work the garden and, and plant and multiply and, and, and partner with me and, and take what I have made good and make it better. You're with me on this. Now we get to chapter three. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God 
actually say, you should not eat of any tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may not, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you, sh you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Now, a couple of things here. Okay. Were Adam and Eve, were Adam and Eve naked before they ate of the tree of, gar of the knowledge of good and evil? It's a, here's a tricky question. Were they naked before they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? The answer is no. So sometimes we read this, right? And we think, and God says, who told you that you were naked? And, and we read that and we hear, um, oh man, I was trying to keep that a secret from you. Who told you? Dang it. In reality, they weren't naked. There's, there's a passage in, in the New Testament. I, I can't think of it right now. Where it's at. I think it's 2 Corinthians 5. 
where it says that in Jesus Christ that we are clothed in righteousness. Okay? Um, so without sin, we are clothed in righteousness. So Adam and Eve were clothed in righteousness. When when Adam and Eve sinned, they weren't clothed in fig leaves. They were clothed in sin. So therefore they were naked. They were exposed. They were ashamed. Does this make sense? This is this is this is a bit conceptual here, okay. It's a bit philosophical in a sense, but if we can grasp this, although it'll mess with our minds a little bit, if we can grasp it, I think it'll help us. See, see the world and see our world and, and open our minds to things quite a bit better. All of us are constantly looking for a better world. All of us are constantly looking for how to make things better. A utopia of sorts. Man, if I can get a better job, if I can make more money, if I can make my relationships better, you know, if I can, if I can break this habit, you know, if I can just, you know, if I can look better. If I can lose weight, if I can gain muscle, if I can, if I can break this habit, if I can be more spiritual, does that make sense? If I can get a bigger house, like what's that thing in your life? that you hope to change, that you hope to get better, that you hope to that be like, in my world, I hope that this is better. I hope that I can change it. If, if I can get the country to be better, I just, I hope that, I hope that my country changes in, in this manner. That would be utopia for me. You with me? You realize what we're doing there is that we're trying to sew fig leaves together to cover up some kind of exposed nakedness. What we're trying to do there is we're, we, we, there's a sin, there's an expo, there's a, there's something that, that isn't 
we recognize that there's something that's broken. We recognize instinctively that there's something that isn't quite the way that it should be. And we're trying to fix it with some idealistic view that we're making up in our heads. And we're doing what Eve did. And we're saying, well, I can see that it's good for the, it's good to eat. And I can see that there's this good outcome. And I can see that if I just do this little thing, When the Bible says that, then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and they made themselves loincloths. That is not saying that the loincloths adequately covered their nakedness. If that was true, then God wouldn't have needed to cover their nakedness. Because what, what goes on and says is that God replaces their loincloths of fig leaves with the sacrifice of animal skins. If the, if the loincloth of fig leaves was adequate, God wouldn't have needed to go make a sacrifice of animal skins for them. You with me in this? If their own makeshift clothing was sufficient, God wouldn't have had to make a sacrifice. When God, it, 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 when God said, who told you that you were exposed? It, God was saying, what'd you do? Who told you you were exposed? Let me, let me put it another way. Okay, let me put it a different way. If, if, if you go and you dye your hair and you put makeup on and, 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 and you go and, and, and someone comes to you and says, uh, hey Ben, um, I didn't recognize you. Did you put makeup on and dye your hair? Well, well, yeah, um, because I, I heard that you were coming over um, and I, I felt that I was ugly. Who told you that you were ugly? See what I'm saying? That's the phrase. That's the type of way that, that God is saying what he said. Who told you that you were ugly? Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together to cover their shame. Who told you that you were naked? Adam and Eve were trying to create for themselves a utopia. 
They were already living in a good world. They were already living in a world in which they were partnering with God to co-create and co-build something with God. And for them, it wasn't good enough. For them, it wasn't sufficient. And we too have an opportunity to, to build a world with God. That's what it means to live in the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The question is, is it good enough for us? Or do we feel the need to build our own utopia? Do we feel the need to build our own world? Do we feel the need to make things happen our way instead of God's way? In God's kingdom, we partner with him. But in, but in our world, we eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and we see that our way, we understand good and evil our way, and we think we understand it. We, we eat, and we choose, and we see, and we make it our way. Does this make sense? Oh, I, I, I think church is important, but I don't, I think that I can just go on my terms. Uh, I mean, I, I think that giving to the Lord financially is important, but only if I have enough money. I, I think that fellowship with the saints is important, but I, I have other schedules that are busy, that, that make me busier. I, I think that reading the Bible is important, but, but I'm pretty busy and I don't really have enough time. Prayer, uh, I don't really have enough time to pray, so I'll pray when I have dinner sometimes, but that's about it. Being kind to people and loving my neighbors um, only if they're the same political party as I am. My utopia is an America that all believes the way that I do. Man, I hope this makes sense. I hope this is sinking in. This is hard because this can potentially counter with everything that we have been raised to believe. But you know what? The truth is, is that if this really is true, it will counter with everything that we believe. All right, let me close with a thought. Romans chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, 
and by the test and be and, and by testing that you may be may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect When Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins, he did what basically the opposite of what we did. We tried to build a kingdom for ourselves. And he gave up his kingdom. In order to save us. And the Bible says that because he humbled himself, the Lord God, the father exalted him to the name above every names, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so now we exalt him, and I hope that we will. We exalt him, we glorify him, we humble ourselves in his presence and we worship Jesus. Father, we love you. We glorify your name. We praise you and you alone. We give you this moment of praise.